Down Syndrome Queensland are the peak body for intellectual disability in Queensland. We drive change, support inclusion and are on a quest for equality so that people with intellectual disabilities can take their rightful place as valuable members of the community. Down Syndrome Queensland also provides practical and emotional support, comfort and opportunities to people with intellectual disability, their families and support networks, particularly in regional areas. DSQ supports an inclusive environment for people with an intellectual disability, which allows them to live their best lives. We believe it is important to respect the rights of parents to choose the development path that is best for their loved one. DSQ is here to support them along the way. To find out more about how you can help, to volunteer or to support the work of Down Syndrome Queensland, go to downsyndrome.org.au forward slash QLD. We acknowledge the First Nations people as the traditional custodians of the band we are on today. We acknowledge and pay respect to all elders past, present and emerging. The Now in the Future podcast is an exciting way of sharing members' stories of opportunities, challenges and provide support and expert advice for Down Syndrome community. Down Syndrome Queensland's vision is to support, advocate for empower people with Down Syndrome to take their rightful places as valuable and contributing members of their community both now into the future. Welcome to this episode of the Now in the Future podcast. My name is Carly Lassig and I'm the lead education consultant at Down Syndrome Queensland. Joining me today is my team of education consultants, Kath Bunny, Alicia Byrne and Denise Main-Donald. Our team supports educators in kindergartens and schools who work with students with Down syndrome and other intellectual disabilities. This episode for World Teachers' Day celebrates our teachers for their skilled work in educating, inspiring and supporting our students. I thought just to start off, maybe we could share a little bit of ourselves so that our listeners can learn a little bit about us. So I was just wondering, what made you become a teacher in the first place? I think mine was I was always fascinated with children, just loved children, but when we're talking about this just generally before, I remembered that my brother was exceedingly dyslexic and the frustration my mother had because he was highly intelligent, but his education was so poor. So we're brought up with that environment. So I really think that played a big part in my life of trying to like wanting to be a teacher and making a difference so mm. that everybody was valued. Mm-hmm. And mine was, I was a reading mum volunteer when my eldest was in grade one and I remember sitting with all the kids reading and thinking, I don't know how to teach these kids how to read. So I went and enrolled in uni so I could teach the kids how to read. <laughs> Mm. Uh, for me, I think my mum had a huge influence on me and she was a nurse, so um, she loved helping people and I think I grew up wanting to really contribute and help people and I had a love for children, so it just seemed like a natural fit and also seemed like a really stable job that I could get into and support myself. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, partly fa- family influence as well. My father was a teacher, um, 
but also, yeah, I've always loved children, wanting to make a difference, and, and I was that kid who sat down all their toys and my brother and <laughs> wrote on the chalkboard like I was a teacher <laughs> at four years old. So I think it started from a young age for me. Um, yeah. So, but now we're, we're out of the classrooms. We're in education consultant roles where we mm-hmm. support schools with inclusion of students with Down syndrome and intellectual disabilities. So it's a different role from being a classroom teacher, but what do you enjoy most about the work? Um, going into schools and meeting teachers who are so open-minded and have that love of learning, which I share as well, and looking at ways to make the lives of the students that they teach better. Um, yeah, just that really open-minded approach. Mm-hmm. And I love going into kindies where on my return visits I see change and growth mm. and I'm so proud of them when I see it. It's mm. like such a good feeling because we're here to support and our support improves their practice, which makes them feel better too and it's better for mm. the kids. And that's yeah. exactly it. You see on their faces the light bulb moments of, oh, yes, I can see how that can work in and how I could get the whole class doing that and you just see the passion mm. just light up. And, and I just love those moments when, mm. when you get that enthusiasm back where they're just sort of, mm. you give them that bit of support and you know they're under the pump and they're mm. hardworking and all of a sudden you see them rise up again. Mm. I just, I enjoy seeing that. I think my love for supporting children has now been channeled into love for supporting teachers yes. as well. And I get the same level of fulfilment, even though I might not directly be having that positive impact on that child, knowing that the collaboration um, that I'm having with the teacher is still having a positive impact on kids mm. has been really fulfilling. And families. It, yeah. It throws back to families and makes everyone's life a little easier, I think. Yes. Mm. And That's you're not the making goal. the difference on one now. Mm. It's like when you um, see the teachers grow and change and just be able to look and see a different way, a more inclusive way, you know then it's just going out, it's a ripple effect and it's, yeah. it's not just the, the children that we're consulting about, it's other children within that class that... Mm. Um, yeah, when they realise inclusion is not about students with disability. Yes. It's about everyone. Yeah, yeah. and that. And good teaching, moment. good pedagogy. Mm. It helps all the students in the classroom from our students are getting more and more diverse um, and it's helping the, a wide range of different backgrounds, differences, disabilities. Mm. I think we tap into, like you were saying yourself, about... about wanting to make a difference, to be there as an educator and everything. And then when we come in, we light that fire again and you can Mm. see them, what they initially came to teaching for, they can feel, yes, I can do that. And Mm. they're giving that that support to be able to be that teacher. And how chuffed they are. I love the look on their face (laughs) when you tell them how proud you oh. are of them and they're oh me because <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so many great things that teachers are doing already mm. um which is also lovely to hear as well it's not mm. always just about trying to figure out ways for them to improve their practice we're learning about all the great things that they're already yes. doing and mm. then we get to share that with other schools too mm. and other True. teachers 
Yeah. Can yeah. you think of some examples of some of the traits or the teachers you've seen? Um, I think the number one trait that stands out is a really positive attitude mm. um, and the way that we talk about disability can be really powerful. So using that inclusive language, um, knowing your students and coming from a strength-based approach really helps. And it also helps when we're thinking about using universal design for learning principles and viewing the curriculum in a more flexible way and how we assess students and go about learning activities. If you know your students, the planning of that will be much easier. Mm. How about you, Kath? Can you think of some other traits you've seen amongst the kindy teachers you've worked yeah, with? Yeah, I was just thinking of the kindy teachers and their love for children, I think. They are so into child's development mm. that they're so interested and passionate about, the, about it. Um, yeah, in the kindy teachers, that's what I see, their passion for early childhood, mm. yeah, yeah. And I love the collaborative approach and everything that we've got. I mean, I have to admit there's been a, there's usually at least one thing out of every consultation that I go, oh, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I like that. Let me, mm. let me take that because they're just doing um, a variety. The, the way teachers think, they're just, um, have got such diverse ways of including and having that whole inclusive process that they don't, they may not even realise mm. that they're actually doing it and you go, oh, and you label what they're doing. They go, oh, really, is there a label mm. for that? And mm. it's, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes when I go into schools, I feel that teachers can be hesitant thinking, oh, you know, I don't know much about disability or I wasn't trained in inclusion when mm. I did my teacher training. so. I don't know much about this, but for me, it hasn't been about the knowledge. It's been about the mindset because yes. you can learn knowledge, you can learn mm. different pedagogies, but if you don't have the mindset, that makes it harder. But mm, yeah. going into these schools where they're at different places on their journey, as long as the right mindset's there, that's you can it. learn what else you need. Yeah, and that's, and that's how we can for. help. Yeah. yeah, we're here to <laughs> go, okay, let's help you to the next level. Let's get you there. We'll give you the support and the resources and the backup. We're here to help. Yeah. 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 I was thinking of the story you were telling me yesterday, Kath, about mm. that kindy teacher. It's the best story. She was asking me, um, so the little fellow is transitioning from kindy to prep, and she said, what do I say? What do I have to tell them? Because he's just one of the kids. He's just one of the gang of kids. It's not one of the gang, one of the kids in the gang. <laughs> and I said, well, just be honest. And... She was so positive about him. Mm. I said, just tell them. Mm. Be yeah. positive. Tell them who he is. and Have those high expectations. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was just her attitude was positive mm. what, about him. What they can do. Yeah. Mm. And no, yeah, yeah, she made adjustments, but I don't even know if she knew she was making them, you mm. know. It's just that those natural teachers, you know, mm. that mm. just feel what the children need, I think. Mm. Yeah, but I think that's just one Carly, of the kids. Carly was saying was that they don't realise that they're actually doing those adjustments or mm. anything like that and mm. how that can be tweaked a little bit just to be that little bit more inclusive and everything, mm. that they're already on their journey. It's just helping them go that little bit further. Mm. Mm. I had a teacher and 
she hadn't thought before about changing the environment. And it was as simple as, say, if the children had to climb up three stairs on an outdoor obstacle course, this child had to do one stair. And I said, look at you adjusting your environment. And she's like, oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Those terms to it, is it? They're really yeah. shocked that they've yeah. been doing those things already yeah. and just how to make it a little bit more. And, yeah. Um, to start making them think, thinking outside. Mm. Yeah, and that's where we hope we can help. Mm. What do you think are the main areas where we've found con- the concerns of teachers? Where, where, what are the challenges you think they face most? I find the biggest questions I get are about language mm. and language mm. development. And when I'm consulting in kindies, it's always about toileting. Mm. So <laughs> that's like the be-all and end-all. But um, what's the question again? What concerns are <laughs> oh, what, what concerns? What, what communication. Yeah, communication. Yeah, communication yeah. is always. the biggest one that I always. find. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if it's something else that they've put as a barrier, it basically through the conversation it comes back that the behaviour or whatever disengagement, is impacting, yes. disengagement, not accessing the curriculum, and that is because their communication isn't there. So that when you when you put mm. that forward and say that yes, they may be understanding, they're understanding more than what they're able to express mm. and getting and them then learning how they can get that from the child it does yeah it does open them up more yes mm. and we can give them some resources and strategies to help mm. um, enable that child to show their understanding in different ways it doesn't mm. always have to be spoken can they use keyword sign or um, use gestures or point to things, matching yeah. activities. There's lots of different ways that a child can show their understanding or express their feelings through visuals. and It is. It's completely yeah. multimodal and that's when they realise it's not just one form of communication. There can be multiple different ways and that you don't have to be an expert at it. You mm. just got to... You've got to start somewhere. Start somewhere start and, and build from and build there. On it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I like about our ID8 service in that we focus on one goal because that makes it achievable. Just start mm-hmm. with one thing that it, you can change in the next little while and let's build on that rather than thinking, oh, there's so many things I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's often something they're doing anyway. The goal, the goal becomes something, something they're mm-hmm. working on, but it gets polished. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then when we return, so if we, can, yeah. we do our follow-up visits, Usually the goal is around the same thing, but we might be extending the goal or refining it slightly Mm. again and then providing further strategies. So then their depth of knowledge increases Mm. as we go along with our Mm. follow-up consultations. And I loved reading that report that you just put through because that typically showed that development over the three stages of this this um, student and how much growth he's had over that period of time yes. so that is lovely and it's great that you've been able to come in and give that support at each stage mm. and just be able to give that guidance and and pats on the back hats mm. on for yes. these teachers yes you can see the evolution of their yes. thinking yes. and yes. even yeah. that you know the attitudes and we're already positive but just increasingly seeing the strengths of the child as um, they 
were able to implement the goals that we set for them. Yeah, mm. and they were positive. They were just fearful that they weren't providing the right things for this student. Yeah. So what is lovely now is that their confidence has grown, That's their right. belief in themselves as being able to... Because teachers care a lot. Oh, mm. yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, they want to do the right thing sometimes that can weigh really heavily on them mm. um, so being able to provide some strategies to help them achieve what they set out for that child is is a really nice thing to see and be a part of and i would say that's what i've seen in the majority pretty much 100 percent of the consults is this passion for the student yes. and just this feeling a bit lost on how they can um, or just checking are we doing the right mm. thing even if they're doing all the are we are we on board are we doing the right thing how can we make this better so yeah, yeah. Mm. so I guess we've sort of done a lot of different consults on different topics and made different resources what do you think are some of the things teachers are most excited to learn about in relation to inclusion what are they really seeking from us most I think they love it when we give them a resource and show them how to use it and what a difference it makes. Mm. And also we've done the work for, yes. you know, the time-consuming. Mm. alone. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So anything practical they love. Yes. Um, they love learning about universal design for learning. Mm. A lot of them are already using a lot of the strategies, so it is just mm. identifying that. For them but and then building on it making more systematic across all of yes. their planning mm. yeah yeah mm. yeah um but yeah they might be using it in the classroom but maybe not for planning their assessments mm. or uh, their lessons mm. um the other things so knowing how to modify the curriculum while keeping the task age relevant mm. i think is something mm -hmm. that yeah. teachers are really interested in learning about yeah, I think generally they they just want to the best for the student. I find that a lot of when there's things about communication, any support and then being able to have this child be able to express their needs and wants mm. is a big thing and that so being able to support them in that way. I, I have such a privilege when I do the Quest consultations because I get to go into the classrooms and the playgrounds and observe the mm. students in their yeah. context and it's I think um, I get to see what's already working there it's not just the teachers describing it but I'm actually seeing it in practice and also just being a fresh set of eyes to maybe pick mm. up on something that that's what they may really well yeah, in that, busy yeah, classrooms it would yeah. be very hard for it's them to pick up on everything the yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah or there might be just one little thing I've noticed that in just a little tweak that actually that'll make a really big difference to not only mm. the student we might be consulting on specifically but for a number of students in the class so yes yeah, I love that. I love those opportunities and mm. that opportunity for collaboration, having work, actually been in their classrooms. Mm. Yeah. And I think the teachers are loving your keyword sign resources too, Denise. Oh, yes, yes. We're um, sharing them a lot. Sharing yeah. <laughs> our keyword sign, yes. Um, mm. I just see the benefits of it so much for mm. so many different children and yeah. children just love it. The whole class just loves it. I mean... Yeah, it's like a secret language. It is, it is. <laughs> they go home and they can speak to their friends without anybody knowing what yeah. they're talking about. I, we all like our secret language, so <laughs> it's generally a hit. And children learn it so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much for, like, 
we're all for inclusion and we're all for inclusion of our, our deaf and hard of hearing um, people within our community as well. Mm. So, yeah, so that's just a little bit that I will push all <laughs> the time, my, my, my favourite Such thing. a fantastic skill to be able to sign. So I think it's really nice for our students with Down syndrome who do sign to be able to share that with their peers mm. too. And yeah. they get a chance to be an expert. In it is something. their superpower. Yeah. They just, it is something that they just pick up so quickly. Children do, but especially people with Down syndrome. Um, yeah, and it has, it can be the thing that changes them from being seen in deficit model from their peers to being this, wow, gee, you're the cool kid. Yeah. You've got all this knowledge and everything. So um, mm. I'd really like to. So hats off to teachers. We really hats appreciate it. Hats off to teachers. Thank you. <laughs> we know it's not an easy job. Um, it's it's we've a been there. We've been yes. there. It's demanding. It's time poor, but, but yeah. you, you keep do a going. Job. Keep and doing we, it. You're making a difference. Yeah. And we're here to support you. We would like to acknowledge all the educators who have invited us into their kindergartens and schools so that we can support them to further develop their capacity to be inclusive educators. We would also like to acknowledge the Queensland Government who proudly support DSQ to provide these services through their Department of Education grant schemes. If you are interested in finding out more about our services, many of which are completely free, please email us at education at downsyndromeqld.org.au. At the Now in the Future podcast, we would love to hear your thoughts and questions as a way of continuing to provide essential information for the community. If you have a question or would like any more information on any of our episodes or have any ideas for future episodes, simply send us an email to engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. That's engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. And we'll do our best to provide you with the information you require in one of our upcoming episodes. The Now in the Future podcast aims to support, advocate for and empower people with Down syndrome both now and into the future. You have been listening to the Now and the Future podcast. For more information about this episode and many other topics related to Down syndrome, please visit the Dyson Drone Queensland website at dysyndrome.org.au slash QRD. Down Syndrome Queensland, supporting people with Down Syndrome now and into the future.